0: We are geek-centric, and you can be too.
1: Love ya. Get home safe, guys.
0: Peace. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Geek-centric podcast. My name is Nate, and in today's episode, Aladdin can't get a job. We dream about living in a galaxy far, far away. What else is new? And uh, we give our review of Ryan Johnson's follow-up to Star Wars The Last Jedi, his best film, in my opinion. Uh, but first, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a weekly show covering the world of film, television, gaming, toys and collectibles, and all things geek-centric. Joining me on the show, we have the jj abrams of juice jayla oh i like that one that's a good name i like that and to his immediate right uh, my left we have kevin the clatoonian critic
1: hudson that is not where i thought you were going with that word (laughs) and also you're not allowed to say something like ryan johnson's best film is is last jedi and then not no but you know know what
2: he said that so that we would get it we would be like um no yeah well how
0: are you guys doing this fine evening not too bad.
2: Yeah, doing good, man. Yeah. Just yeah. busy day of work.
0: Yeah, you guys were working on a a, video? a little Yeah, a little holiday video. A little holiday
2: magic. Mm-hmm. What, what, we on? call it Quick and Dirty. Quick and Dirty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so the stories. It's, it's going to be, be on our, the channel. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Well, listen, we've got so much to talk about today. Um, instead of our normal banter, let's kind of move right into whatcha. ya um kevin i'm interested to hear what you've been up to what you've been watching
1: lately um i mean this and that i guess i mean i'm just falling fa- farther and further behind on on my watch lists <laughs> right uh, which just seems to be the case more and more so now that you know there's so much to watch you mean planning a wedding is like not the easiest it's thing in the world it's kind of getting right? in the way a little like, bit uh, apparently there's a big holiday in 20 something days away yeah. oh, that's geez. also is it even know, worth it
0: you know right you i know?
1: should just give up on life and focus well, on the you should the take a holiday
2: from life
1: that's I think the
0: holiday you're referring to—it's not that far away. When Star Wars comes out, you mean? Uh, <laughs> that, what
1: <you're> talking about? <laughs> that is occupying a lot of my thought. <laughs> let me tell you, I'm trying to like craft my sleep patterns in a way that I'll be able to make this 27-hour marathon. Yeah, going
2: going to bed at 2 a.m. and waking up at six—that's yeah. good, condition. That's it's good conditioning. That's good conditioning. Well, I can't so?
1: I can't help it when I fall asleep to the office and end up watching four episodes before I nod off. <laughs> yeah. but I'm almost done. I'm, I'm I'm at season nine of my fifth or sixth watch through of, of Very the cool. office. Um have you started listening to that podcast? Uh no. Okay. The uh the the two ladies from the office or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I would They've like to their check own
0: that one Pam out. Pam yeah. and uh
2: Pam and uh who's the other uh, oh Angela. Angela yeah, yeah. Pam yeah. and Angela. So the the concept behind it too is that they give you a behind the scenes per episode per uh, That's kind of cool. So you watch podcast. the episode
0: and, and then, then you would listen, listen to the podcast. their podcast. I love so, that. See,
1: so yeah, I wish I'd known way. that. I'm not going back and starting it again. Let no, me tell yeah. you. But it's fresh enough Well, they head. they kind
0: of stole that from another pod because like, I heard they stole that from Watch Club uh, which is on this really great podcast, uh, the Geek Centric podcast.
2: Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the same thing. Uh, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know if they would, you could say they stole it, but <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah. it has the same idea to it. Right? Anything um,
1: else, Kevin? I did get a chance to watch the penultimate episode of Silicon Valley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're one away from the very end there.
0: That was cool. Rustfest worked out. Oh, yeah. Was... Like, I, was, I thought it was going to be a barren wasteland of nothingness, but like, that whole episode, and then, the I mean, we won't spoil it, but just that ending, oh, that it was, moment. It was epic. Right? Yeah. He looks out on the plane. and <laughs> out oh, the plane, yeah, Gosh. it was
1: epic. So, uh, I'm actually really enjoying this season, so it's like, ah, oh, darn, they could have kept going, you know? Right. But at the same time, how many times can they have an issue, fix it, yes. have an issue, fix well, it, it? So That's
0: what it's feeling like for this entire season so far. It just sort of feels like it's, it's the monster of the week, and uh, it's, we're in dire straits, nothing's going to fix it. Oh, I have an idea, and then it's just... It's all good,
1: and it's all just what gobbledygook, right? They're just making <laughs> stuff up, you right? Know? But I think
0: they're kind of pulling the South Park sort of idea of well, what's the hot thing to talk about? What can we what can we incorporate in, right? So very they true, they're very touching true. upon different topics and different things within the tech industry that they're parroting, so. Yeah. Nice uh,
1: and then other than that, uh, we're going to talk about a couple of the other things I've watched later on, so I won't uh, spoil anything now.
0: Very cool. JJ Abrams of Juice, what have you been up to? What have you been watching?
2: Well, I've, I've actually been watching a lot. I've yeah. been still playing uh, Fallen Order. Yeah. Um, How far,
0: did you beat it yet? No. No, no still working on now.
2: it. But I've been watching other stuff as well. Uh, two shows uh, that just dropped on Netflix. Oh, so the other streaming service. Oh, well,
0: we haven't talked that about week. Netflix in a. I know, and in a, a hot spell, minute. Right? Yeah, right?
2: it's been a hot minute since we mentioned anything Netflix. But um, been watching uh, the toys that make us. Oh, cool! Uh, They're season new seasons. Three. Yes, oh, right? yeah, it was, it's fantastic. So the first two episodes are Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers. Um, definitely in our wheelhouse, uh, particularly myself. Those were the toys I grew up on. Yeah, uh, always wanting those ones. Um, so it was just interesting because the the concept behind the show is is. Very much aligned with like what we want to try to do with things in, in the channel capacity on YouTube. Yeah, we've had
0: some ideas. Around yeah, that, like
2: right? around that. So it's it's a good source of like inspiration. It's very like it's very focused on on that one property and its sort of origins, and then it moves you through how the toys really became as, you know, this marketing machine behind mm-hmm. that or or the TV show help marketed the toys in some cases that's that's what they talk about that like there was nothing Mm -hmm. and there was these toys Mm -hmm. and then that's how ninja turtles kind of came to be yeah and that was really interesting to find out like it did start out as a comic but then they went to the toy market and they're like well we we can't really sell toys until we start introducing it to kids and he man gi joe all these things have already been out so they were just like okay we'll do a cartoon show so really interesting stuff like really good history behind how these things came to be um which is I don't know. I think it's a cool source of inspiration for. Oh, certainly, for us. and there's yeah. and
1: there's a lot of cool toy lines that they focus on yeah. this year. Like I'm looking forward to the wrestling one. Yeah, That's so that gonna one's awesome. that
2: one was great, and it really does it. What's so cool about that? And Kevin, you obviously we we went through that together. But just to see, you know wwf versus you know wcw and then the ecw and then how it all just got bought out by vince and that whole process so it's interesting how they talk about the toys in conjunction with what's going on in
1: the in the wrestling world at that time um it's very it's very interesting well and like with wrestling figures um i mean wrestling as a whole is a lot less popular in terms Mm -hmm. of the mainstream audience than it was in you know this, this this 20 years ago right um but you know they're still pumping out a right. hundred new figures mm-hmm. a year. And there are still collectors that I yep. know that buy these things religiously, right. you know, unlike your power Rangers yep. and your Ninja Turtles and that sort of thing. Yeah. You know.
2: And Funko specifically works with the uh, WWE. They have a whole like contract with them and they love WWE. They love all the stuff that they do with them. So, uh, you know, it, to even just kind of go f- deeper into how the evolution of it is changing. It's not just action figures. Now there's these, you know, different types of figures that still represent uh, characters across of that genre, if you will. Well, but- it's
1: kind of crazy with, with Funko and and wrestling. Um, with the action figures, um, you'll notice a lot of the outfits and, and styles of the wrestlers are really outdated by the time those toys hit the shelves. Right. Whereas Funko must have such a quicker turnaround time and they hit... Something that a character might have done a month or two ago and they're coming out with that figure already. So they get the they, they get the head start and, and jump on things. Yeah.
2: The wrestling community is huge for Funko too. Like they like that that fan basis, they love their stuff. So it's pretty cool. Um, and the other thing I've watched. Uh, which also is in conjunction with Toys Who Made Us, is the movies that made us. It's a new series that oh, they cool. started where they take a similar sort of approach to how they look at the toys, but they're looking at the movies and what went into making them. So they started off with Dirty Dancing, which I thought was really weird. Hmm. But then it gets good, Kev, Meg.
1: Like, you would love it.
2: I they, know, you I know. You would have to watch it, but you have to watch the movies before because the other... I think all of the movies you haven't seen...
1: Come they, on, they did one on Home Alone. You've seen Home Alone, Home Alone you've right? seen.
2: Is
0: that the one with the kid that is Home Alone? Yeah, of course I've uh, seen the, Home Alone. Yeah. With uh, McClunky. McClunky. Yeah, yeah,
1: McClunky. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin McClunky. Oh, no, yeah. But it it, it kind of strikes me as almost like a half an hour making of It's an featurette. hour. It's oh, no, yeah. okay, okay. So it's,
2: pretty, it's, ama- it's an amazing sort of thing. And, it, and it, Home Alone, for example, yeah. the things that you learn about how you know they were in pre-production and then they got their budget pulled. And literally at the same time that their budget got pulled, Fox bought like literally in the exact same moment because someone was communicating with Fox Studios to say, hey, listen, we're losing our budget. So they just swooped in on the same day and the guy was describing it. The Warner Brothers representative was going around to office, 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 telling everyone we're closed, we're closed, we're done. The, he was following them like following that person right after saying we're not done yeah. we're now a Fox production so it was like literally happening sequentially like it was crazy imagine there
1: were cell phones at the yeah. time right oh. it would have yeah. just been you'd get a text and then the opposite <laughs> yeah, text. The yeah. text yeah yeah. yeah. No, ignore that text um, yeah.
2: but like John Hughes was behind that film and you know Chicago was a big source of inspiration that's where he, he wanted to shoot away from the studio system is what they mm-hmm. talked about so he they set up shop in high school where they filmed Ferris Bueller Breakfast Club he shot a lot of his his teen movies there mm-hmm. you know john hughes okay so john yeah okay kevin knows john hughes john but hughes. so nate i would recommend you to watch it but you need to watch watch the movies ghostbusters as well nice ghostbusters they do and it's awesome like i had no idea that ghostbusters was actually an original idea of dan Aykroyd that then evolved into a cartoon I thought the cartoon came first, kind of like Ninja Turtles. In no, sense. no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, it's an entirely Harold Ramis and, yeah, and yeah. Dan
1: Aykroyd yeah. put that all together. Yeah, yeah, and,
2: and yeah. Dan Aykroyd goes through it about what that process looked like, trying to get Jim Belushi, um, all of these different sort of things. Um, Die Hard is another one. Like, it's just really cool to have these shows that can kind of give you an inside. It's it's hitting those. I always say this, but those nostalgia pieces, sure, where you kind of like you. Ex- Reliving these moments and hearing a little bit of behind the scenes, so really cool stuff. And I, I love, I love that sort of insight to pop culture. Yeah. Um, so that's what I've been really enjoying. And then other than that, Servant, which I'm sure you're going to probably talk about. Oh, did you get to
0: start it? I watched it all. You watched all of it, so you're it. an episode ahead of me then. Um. Yeah. No. I. I think. Uh, you know. I've been. I caught up on uh, the Imagineering story. Right. Um. Which you know, to your point, Justin. Like, I think anytime we can get some more human connection, insight into the the pop culture brands and things like that like these are these mega corporations and these giant you know things but at the end of the day every single piece of what we love is just made by people
2: yeah and it, and i think it's the process too right yeah. it's to know that there was like a like not necessarily a, there always needs to be a struggle but right. the idea of what went into making that yeah right because like then you, what you get appreciate to, yeah and you
0: don't you it exactly it helps you to appreciate it so much more and seeing this and then they just released on disney plus a uh a feature-length documentary called "A Day in the Life uh, of Disney" or something like that, and it's uh, it's I mean it pro- it looks pretty much just like the Imagineering story, but it's it's following non-Imagineers. It's following like some of the different uh, friends of characters, like the actors that portray some of the characters around the parks, right? So, um, so it, it looks really really good. I'm I'm stoked to watch that as well. Um, I caught up on Watchmen. Um, and that, so that last step, I mean, we're not going to spoil it for Kevin, but that last Kevin already, episode- Kevin,
2: Kevin's already had it spoiled for him. Really? Yeah,
1: I live on social media, so oh, like, no. I see stuff.
2: So like, it's it, like that way it ended was, was pretty intense. And I like just, when she's just clues into everything yeah. and she comes home and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Is it?
0: No. Well, so apparently there was on, uh, on Reddit, there was a person that found out, um, about, uh, yes, spoilers for, for Watchmen, but about Dr. Manhattan being, um her husband yeah uh being i think his name's cal Cal. and so the the what they how they found out was they looked at a trailer like an older comic-con trailer or something like that where you see a close-up of dr manhattan's hand picking up a mask on the street and they look at the ridges in between like parts of his fingers and then they match that to a close-up of cal's hand Further into the series, so it's like you know the fans are relentless, and, right? So that that theory has been around since like episode two or something, right?
2: Like <laughs> and I think, and, but I think what's interesting about the whole where they're going with it—the fact that the the main political focus yeah. that's driving this is racism—and Doctor Manhattan has embodied a black male. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's an interest. Like I'm I'm, I'm intrigued to see am intrigued. It's a smart way to. It's a smart
0: way to 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 change it. jeez
2: I'd
1: heard. Little rumblings of things that was beyond a spoiler. There, boys. <laughs> Listen, if you say my we're... apologies on their behalf to listeners because that that was not uh, ample warning on that one.
0: Ooh, I said spoiler
1: one. Anyways, I've I also if I, if you want, I'll spoil you
0: on his Dark Materials. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, but I, I have been watching his Dark Materials. It's gotten really really good uh, so far. I haven't really recognized an episode that has been felt like a miss or anything like that. The pacing's really good so far. Um, the there's animated animals throughout the series, and uh, I won't say which animal has been introduced in the last couple episodes, um, but let's just say it's it's really cool. you got to watch it. I watched the first two episodes of Servant, so I haven't seen all three like yourself, Justin. Um, the first thing, like, I, tr- I tried watching this late at night a few nights ago, and I couldn't do it.
2: Yeah, he was like, he's like, i got to watch this in broad daylight. I'm like, yeah, really? Yeah. I watched I, it well, at, like,
0: two in the morning. <laughs> hang on a minute. Keep in mind, I'm, I'm, I specifically started watching, like, the first – seconds of it which when you watch that intro it's freaky oh yeah the, the music intro. and the intro and the the getting to the door part and it's just it's awful so i literally just turned it off right away and was like nope i was like i was like i feel like kevin right now,
1: now <laughs> very, <laughs> very good um now without going into spoilers on the show i mean right. even though the the trailer itself gives away the big twist at yep. least um how quickly into the show do you discover the big Secret. First episode.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Everything that we saw in that trailer, probably most of it, is basically in, the in first that first episode. Nice.
1: Yeah. Wow. So it's just, who knows where it's going to go from it's, here? Right? It's
0: really difficult to talk about this show without spoiling anything. Um, so I'm not, I don't want to say too much uh, in terms of storyline. Um, but it's dark. It's weird. It, it has everything an M. Night Shyamalan movie would have within like the first. Fifteen minutes, and he only directed
2: the first episode. The other, t- the, the other two episodes are directed by the same person. So, sure, right? So he's the John Favreau, exactly, and like he's, he kind of, kind of comes in. He'll, he'll do the first episode, right. set the tone, and then everyone kind of like JJ. It's yeah. a J.J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More so than anything else. Because
1: J.J., that's what he did with Lost, right? Right. Oh, and he didn't even write it, eh? Shyamalan. No. no. So they just had him come in and, and... Yeah,
2: he he was able to be like, okay, this is how this should be told, and then just
1: gave the direction. Because he's certainly a talented guy. Maybe that's the secret for him, is letting other people... We were saying that last you know, time, yeah. Is, yeah. is that
2: this could potentially be something better, but his creative capacity as being an executive producer is you would imagine it's just kind of like, we'll change this, or I don't like the way this is well, going. Like, I him.
1: just, cause now I wondered what the, the, the real benefit of even putting his name uh, at the forefront. It's to get people,
0: it.
2: it's to get people to watch it.
1: Uh, yeah. But he's largely lauded out there right. these days. You yeah. know, he's so hit and miss over the last 10 years. That but like,
2: I still, I would still check out an M night Shyamalan film because of, of the, the way
1: ones. the other two. Yeah. Did you see the play.
2: grandparent one?
1: No, I actually oh, didn't really? see that one. really? Yeah. Okay, okay, so you really do that. rush out because to see <laughs> those <seven-night laughs> hold on, hold on, Like, So know.
2: that one was a little too scary for me. Okay, I I want it I good to. reviews. Like, did you it? Know. Yeah, it was I saw, positively received. Did you see Lady received. in the Water? No, okay, that one was good. I, I liked,
0: liked Lady one. in the Water, oh. and that was critically yeah. panned. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, large. And I, I also mind. liked. I liked. Uh, I didn't watch Glass, but I watched the one just before it. I uh, did like uh, Split. Oh, yeah.
1: I, I like yeah. Split. I thought yeah. it was Split fine. was great. Oh, uh, a Glass be, uh. was horrible. Yeah, that's um, what I've heard. I actually did not Six, mind Glass. So
2: I liked Signs. Yeah. from him with I love the aliens. Signs. That's, yeah. signs is awesome. Yeah, right. Like it really was like awesome. Sixth Sense, Unbreakable. Yeah, Signs. I, hate Whoa, the village. I actually <laughs> really enjoyed the village. I well. like what? the village. Yeah, yeah. Really? in fact, the
0: music from Servant reminded me so much of the music from Village,
2: and I think that's kind of the source of inspiration. Is this sort of like this misunderstanding of this world? Right. You know I mean, like it looks glossy and clean, but there's something underneath it that's just really bizarre. And I'm
0: excited to see how they're going to not only add these twists to the storyline, but also these twists to the characters. I, I can't wait to see that. You know, the characters that we're seeing right off the bat are completely yeah. different by the end of this first season or something like that. Um, seeing, speaking of the characters, seeing Rupert Grint with an American accent took so me out of weird. it for yeah. a minute.
1: I was like, what? Yeah. Is, is he any good though? Well, the, like at it? Like, speaking of, okay, yeah. You know, so
0: even with the, the like, brief moments that we had of him in this episode, um, I went from seeing Ron Weasley immediately to seeing Julian, who's his character's name, um, throughout like the first two episodes. It, it didn't take too long. Just, um, just like some job.
1: people can't do it, right? Like yeah. Charlie Hunnam is the worst <laughs> British actor to use an American accent in the history of cinema. Yeah. You know, and I really enjoyed Sons of Anarchy, except for the fact that it's eight seasons of him butchering this job, you right. know, so... I was just curious because I've never seen Rupert do a, an American accent. So. I don't. I don't
2: think I was thinking. I was like, "Has he ever done one?" And I was thinking this could be his first just time first doing it.
1: Maybe. I mean, overall,
0: uh, I can't wait to see how this show progresses. Um, I'm hoping for more twists and turns, but at the same time, like, I hope it doesn't overdo it. I could see, you know, now that you've mentioned that Shyamalan isn't really going to have much to do in terms of the the creation of the show going forward, or maybe not. Because um, I just see that being a Shyamalan thing. to, well, he's still- to do is like. Let's add another
2: twist. So oh, another twist. Another yeah. twist.
0: Right? And it's just like, it, it, it can get old, right? But
2: he's just, he's he's overseeing it. Yeah. It's like, you know, he's just overseeing the project. I just hope he doesn't George Lucas it. Well, I, I, yeah. I, if I that's don't, fair to say. Yeah, maybe. You know. I think, though, this might be just a one-time thing, though. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't think that there's going to be more. I, I think everyone at Apple Plus has been kind of worked to write a one sort of season pitch. Yeah. And then once they get all the information, they'll know what to go with with in terms of season twos cool right so
0: excellent well um we've got uh, a lot of things to get to um not going to take up too much more time i just want to say pokemon has gotten a lot harder uh since i was a kid somehow i don't know why it's so freaking difficult to catch pokemon and not kill them right away um i don't know if you've had that experience kevin but too many times right and i'm
1: still just like pretty early into the game
0: i just it's it's anyways uh it's having a lot of fun with it let's dive into the news
1: it's all about
0: the details. All right, guys, just before we get to the news, um, I wanted to just quickly ask your opinions. Baby Yoda merch. We actually got some good Baby Yoda merch. Not in time for Christmas, unfortunately, but it looks better than the stuff that they were showing us well, last it, week.
2: All it is is just a couple cool toys. Yeah. Like, well, dude, like the Funko, Funko Pops. pops. Yeah, I 100% want. This is going <laughs> to be a flocked one. There was one that was leaked that was gonna be flocked. His like, well, like What's flocked? Is flocked. Right. That's what I, I was curious to know because I would I would prefer his jacket to be flocked yeah. than for his skin. I mean,
1: they flocked non-hairy things or furry things before. Yeah. And it just gives it some texture and well, when you know, I, he's a little furry. Right, guy, right. You, you know, I, I, I mean, I mean, I know he's reptilian, but I, I could see it.
0: When I'm hugging him at night, I think it would be more comfortable if he was flocked. But um, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of hugging him at night, they also announced a doll. You can see all these, by the way, on shopdisney.com. Uh, they did release a, or it's, everything's up for pre order. It's not released yet. It's coming out next year uh, on the but third just, month of the just, year.
2: They're just trying to capitalize on this whole like. Okay, everyone seems to be tearing us a new one. Yeah, we don't have Baby Yoda merch. And
0: then they they Here's got some something options. out. I'm yeah. sure
2: they and like it's funny that Funko is like basically two out of the three options right. for for dolls.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I, I said earlier I want I want a, a real life-size Baby Yoda to, to hold into half but, and treat it like Servant and yeah. carry it around.
2: Carry it around. And just you guys like, what do you think? Yeah, Nate,
0: are you okay? I'm like, I'm perfectly fine, Justin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have you as seen the, as uh, I'm shaking him on my shoulder. Have you seen the picture of Rock? And I, I guess it was taken from when he had his own child and he's doing the skin-to-skin thing, but yeah. they photoshopped in Baby Yoda. Oh, and amazing. It's amazing. It's a great, that's, great shot. That's going to be me.
2: I, the one thing I would say, though, about these new, um, these new items... In terms of Funko, what they did, I, I really like how it looks representative of what it's supposed to be and yet has hints of the Funko Pop style with, like, the, the big black eyes. But it's more cutesy and it has – it's just – it doesn't look like the typical Pop. You know what I mean? Like, they're getting with their molds and stuff like that. They're getting
1: far better with that. Oh, month by month, they're yeah, getting better and the better. hair detailing yeah. and
2: stuff like that. But, like, I love that 10-inch Baby Yoda. And like, I think, I just, I know it's going to be a bobblehead, which is going to mm. bobble, bobble,
1: bobble. But that almost works for
2: the character. I guess so, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Want, I want the one where he's holding the little teacup.
1: Well, that's what they're saying now. Yeah, he'll have the little soup And the soup frog, one and, and the yeah, frog yeah, in sure. his mouth, right? Oh, there's going to be 27 Some baby Yoda spoiler. pops. Should I have spoiler alerted that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a spoiler. Okay, uh, but let's go ahead and dive into our news. First news story, uh, Star Wars. Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel to open at Walt Disney World Resort in 2021. This is from Adam Bankhurst over at IGN, who reports... Walt Disney Imagineering has announced that the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel will open uh, at Walt Disney World in 2021. Uh, Announced on the Disney Parks blog, the two night adventure to a galaxy far, far away will feature a cruise style itinerary where you'll become the hero of your own adventure in an experience that surrounds you 24 seven in Star Wars storytelling. When passengers arrive, they'll first enter the Star Cruiser Terminal, which will board an exclusive launch pod to travel to the Halcyon, the name of the Starship Hotel, where you'll be living out your Star Wars dreams. Um, What do you guys think about... This You said you said dreams really weird. Dreams. Like, like, dreams. Yeah. It's like, a, like it's like a wet dream.
2: Yeah Oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, no.
0: They got We're some, going to space, they not got, undersea. Yeah, yet. I don't Come think on. they have any TwiLek <laughs> bathhouses
1: <laughs>
0: at the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser uh, What, what, what happened do you what this, guys think?
1: Uh, two days. They're, they're shortening this thing mm. every time they talk about it. And you know? and i
2: I've, I've my wife does a lot of like the Reddit Disney stuff, and there's a lot of people she said that's something that she had read. That that was going to happen. They also attached prices, which haven't been attached to Disney's official thing. Mm-hmm. And they said it could be close to like ten grand for two day for a two night
1: experience. No, that was that was closer to the. It was even less than ten grand, and that was for the three night experience, and that was for two people. I mean, but that's what a cruise costs. Yeah, really, I really, mean, ten cruises- grand. Well, the, the Disney Cruise is probably well, thousand dollars a day per person. You know, if, if they are oh,
2: including like the food and, and all the other. Yeah, al- all a- your amenities, amenities. You know,
1: right?
0: And, and it's, it's going to feel like a, like. It, apparently, they're blacking out the windows and making it like you look outside. You're at looking space. at it in space. Yeah, you see planets fly by and things like that. Yeah, it's the, there'll be
1: like a little battle outside, mm-hmm. maybe or Plus, something. Plus,
0: apparently, uh, passengers will make a stop at Galaxy's Edge yes. uh, or Black Spire Outpost, I guess, on Batuu. Um, and they're they're going to take these. Uh, transports from the hotel to there, never breaking the immersion. That no, yeah, in Star you'll be Wars.
1: you'll be flying in and stuff exactly, like that. Yeah, right? that's so that's cool. that's yeah. kind of cool. Um, so I like that idea. I
2: just, I just, are we ever going to be able to afford it? <laughs> well, I think it until they kind of announce the prices, right, and and what's included, and and you can make those sort of judgments of is it feasible. But I right. think they want it to be feasible, and they want it to be something that people. can Well, no, enjoy. they
1: don't have to worry about that though. People will do this. That's true. Well, for sure, and it's Disney. That's people true. are going to do it, and yeah. if it's five normal days at Disney when, and when you you include your park tickets, your hotel and all the food and all that stuff. Right. If I, if, if it's, Two nights at this thing for the same price as five nights of a regular trip to Disney. Right, I'm doing it. So maybe,
0: maybe instead of saying I'm going to Disney World, I'm going to the Star Cruiser Hotel. So that's going to be your experience, and then you've got some nights at, at uh, Disney Springs or whatever, right? But sure. but yeah, so trading the the five days for the two. Day. I guess you know if it's an experience and it's it's kind of a it, it seems like something that unless they consistently evolve it, maybe it's like a once every few years situation as opposed to Walt well, Disney World for a lot of people is like once a year that's, situation.
2: That's that's the thing too. That's a good point. The idea that it's an experience that you can only experience once and like, yeah, you could go do it again, but does that ruin the experience because you've already done it? If you've
1: already done it, I think, yeah, they would have to change it up and have different options available mm-hmm. and different p- potential storylines. Right. And- right.
2: I, I remember when there was like rumors about what this experience was going to be like and there was going to be tiers of where you could kind of fit into the story so you yeah. could be royalty you could be a bounty depending on how much money you have exactly but the and but <laughs> that, that does horrible well, no i know but that we just, that's when you're be, setting up your own class yeah, system we would be java so all uh,
1: of yeah us. Exactly. <laughs> we're we're, we're, we're third you know we're, we're steerage we're, yeah. you know, yeah. 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 And
2: i guess that makes sense because like that a lot of people called that out or um would, would think that right yeah. it is a class structure thing yeah. if you have more money you, you could deliver this royalty so yeah
0: Cool. Well, uh, I'm stoked uh, for 2021
1: uh, to go back. Oh, See, I'll be going in 2023. I'm going to let it You're gonna let run it for, a for a couple okay. of years. Cool off. Get the kinks out. Yeah. Work it, work it all knows, out. Who knows? Maybe you they know. expand
2: the days and stuff like that. Yeah, it, maybe I,
1: there's a, a two, a three, a five-day option, right? And you can really yeah. sort of get into it. Who knows? cost
2: maybe comes down, too. We'll let them work
0: out the kinks, much like we have for, for Galaxy's Edge, right? And, and now we're going to get to go and hopefully experience the rise of Skywalker that actually just um rise or sorry rise of the resistance rise of Skywalker is the movie rise of the resistance uh coming up that just launched yeah Um, i think it
1: opens to the public on the 5th yeah Yeah. so no no fast
0: passes for that right we're just gonna try and it'll be fine
1: january 20th it'll have been open it's a quieter time of the year and if i have to wait two hours for a long ride i've waited twice that long for you know
0: and i think we said we're, we're at least two days at at Galaxy's Edge, or yeah, one day. I'm, I'm one day you guys ahead. do Oh, yeah. I but guess that's full day open are, we, we, I guess I decided that in my mind. No, that yeah, you <laughs> yeah,
2: you agreed. We agreed that you're probably going to end up going back, yeah. After you're probably going to go with your dad, yeah, but you're he probably going go to go back. See it. Yeah, you, I,
0: I'd feel terrible if I didn't go yeah. with him. Uh, so, um, speaking of Disney, though. Aladdin star Mina Massoud hasn't gotten a single audition since the Disney remake was released. This is reported by Adam Holmes over at CinemaBlend. Uh, Mina Massoud was catapulted to worldwide fame earlier this year when he starred in Aladdin. You'd think that starring in a remake of such a beloved Disney movie would open doors to numerous opportunities for the actor. Uh, but according to Massoud, he has had no such luck securing auditions ever since Aladdin dropped in theaters. Uh, he was quoted as saying, I'm kind of tired of staying quiet about it. I want people to know that it's not always dandelions and roses when you're doing something like Aladdin. Uh, he must have made millions. He must be getting all these offers. It's none of those things. I've, I haven't had a single audition since Aladdin came out. It's wild. A lot of people have these ideas in their head. It's, it's like I'm sitting here being like, okay, Aladdin just hit 1 billion. Can I at least get an audition? Like I'm not expecting to be like, here's Batman, but can I get at, at least get in the room? Like, can you give me a chance? So it's not always what you think. So, guys, you know, give him well, that. that was,
2: I just need to take a second here and just.
0: Oh, thank you. That that's was my that was a beautiful. That was a beautiful
2: performance. performance of his. Did you hear how he stuttered? And he like he like really f- went into yeah, it. Were, like, were all
1: those ums and ahs in there? Or yeah. Or did you or did you, you improvise? That was part of the original quote. Actually, that was yeah, that's yeah. great.
2: Well, I think a lot of that was probably from the original <laughs> article. So it's like, um, but yeah,
0: but seeing you know he wasn't really the best part of. Aladdin,
2: no, he was uh, underwhelming, but
0: why does Hollywood hate our Canadian friend?
2: yeah, he's Canadian.
1: Too. see I, I've, Markham. Read, I've read a bit mm-hmm. about this and people, and he was terrible. he was I actually thought he was really good, you know, uh, is it because he's not a pretty white boy? Mm. you know I so wonder unfortunately I that thought really he was thought. very good to 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 not have a, a an audition yeah. maybe get a better agent
0: yeah, uh I mean uh just because he hasn't gotten an audition, Minmasoodud is going to be uh in a show uh coming up um being released soon called Reprisal. Uh, So, you know, we'll get to at least see him doing something. It's a Hulu show actually. Hulu. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get Disney Plus. We'll get to see him. Yeah, I guess, right? (laughs) We'll get to see him doing something. Um so I I just hope I you know again I liked him in Aladdin. I I hope he gets more
1: Yeah I thought he had a great smile and you know he was fun and
0: And he's a Canadian. Like anytime we can get more of our people (laughs) into that that world. Um, Cool. Well, speaking of maybe some actors that maybe haven't gone through the best time in their lives. um, This next news story uh, is from James Hibbard uh, from Entertainment Entertainment Weekly. Jar Jar Binks actor to host a Star Wars game show for Disney Plus uh, titled Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge. Uh, It's billed as the first game show about a galaxy far, far away. And it's hosted by Jar Jar Binks actor Ahmed Best. For those who don't know, I'm at best played Jar Jar Binks. He had, um, you know, he he's he's talked on the record about having suicidal thoughts and and standing on a bridge. And i I'm, I mean I'm butchering his story. Definitely go look it up uh, if you haven't had a chance. Um, he's he's released some videos on it. Um, but it, I think it's nice to see that now we've got him in the Star Wars world again, being embraced by the fandom. What, what do you guys think?
1: I think it's, I think it's really nice because um, I wasn't too familiar with his story. Uh, until celebration and I think he talked about it a bit yeah. at uh, the Phantom Menace panel yes and it which
0: was, yeah which we were Justin and I were at we tried to sneak you in didn't work didn't work it didn't <laughs> work I got
1: right to the front door and then it was a quick this isn't gonna work yeah. turn around yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. but um uh, I, I mean it's it's really unfortunate to hear that somebody who played a character that might be horrible and unlikable and one of the the people's least favorite parts about a, a nine or 10 or 11 movie, franchise yeah uh that's not his fault no and he did a good job at what he he was was asked to do yeah that writing Um, and everything and and even if he didn't to Mm -hmm. to think that people have made this guy you know question living and and things like that so crazy so that he's found the strength to to carry on and to to you know go on with life and now getting this opportunity i think it's really cool yeah i don't think it's something i would watch more than an episode of but
0: Right. Yeah. It's a, it it's might a be. fun idea. It's, it's, a, it is a kid's game show. Okay. Um, I mean, he was, he was quoted on, uh, on Twitter by saying, um, it was always the smiles and energy of kids that love Jar Jar Binks who lifted me up. Thank you for this opportunity to give back to them. Right. So it's, it's kind of cool in that sense that like, he knows, he knows what it is. Everyone, you know, it'll be, it'll be fun to see that happen. And I'm, I'm hoping that the, if there's trivia, that's like as, in you know in depth as Gundarks and Gualamas, which I have no idea what that second word is. Um, as a Star Wars fan, I feel yeah. ashamed. Uh, but I, I'm hoping uh, you know maybe there will be some aspect of it that is for some of our older fans.
2: Yeah, it's good to see that you know he's kind of resolved all of those those issues because it, it it was it was unfortunate that it all kind of came out of this, which is obviously a common topic right now. This mm-hmm. bad fans and yeah. fans that are just. You know they hate the character, so therefore they hate the actor. It sucks. You know what I mean? Like that kind of happened with Rose. Yeah. And uh, but it's like does it well, that... happened
1: with Jake Lloyd. But like, yeah, from the same true. bloody movie. That's true. Like thanks yeah. a lot, George. Yeah, yeah. But that, just,
0: <laughs> but that just makes like that makes me feel like the fandom, at least for Star Wars, is so immature. You know what I mean? To, to be like to to get to the point where you hop on Instagram and you're berating a no, human absolutely. being. No, absolutely.
2: Like and to go that deep because I, I I I will be the first to say Jar wasn't my favorite. He did what he was supposed to do, at Best, mm-hmm. did his role, but I didn't like the character. Sure. But I don't hate him. Exactly. Right? I don't like, and I think to go so far as to hate on someone because of a character, that's just, it's too
1: much. I would just say, I, I don't think it should be limited just to Star Wars fans. That's fandom um, in general. Yes, yeah, like Will Wheaton went through a lot of that yeah, as as Wesley Crusher from Star that's Trek, and you know. Yeah, so I, I don't think it's limited right, to one yeah, franchise. It
2: is fans and and the the sort of fandom around properties and though.
1: and they and you'd think with social media it's it's a new phenomenon, but it's this vitriolic sort of behavior from fans isn't anything new. No, it's just course. more apparent now because Absolutely. of social, social media, media. But it's yeah. not a new phenomenon. Well, and I, we're seeing that from a twenty-year-old property, right? Right. Right. Well, I'm excited to. That's going to be in. Uh, 20 2020 on
0: Disney plus. So that's not, you know, not too far away. Well, we don't know exactly when, but, um, yeah, it'll be kind of fun to see how that, how that works out for him. Um, and then this last news story here, uh, kind of falling in the same vein of what we've just been talking about with, with Star Wars haters, JJ Abrams, uh, addresses rumors about the rise of Skywalker test screenings. And I'm doing that with, uh, finger quotes here, um, that never happened So um, this is a write-up from Greg Evans over at that hashtag show.com. As the release of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is getting closer and closer, there seems to be more and more hate being pushed through the good old internet towards the movie and J.J. Abrams. According to some some people on the internet, people have been walking and even storming out of The Rise of Skywalker test screenings because it was so bad. Um, But there's only one problem with this, and that's there haven't been any test screenings, um, at least as of this writing. Now, we're recording this on December 4th. Um, so there have actually been some test screenings that have been have been done. In fact, I think there's even the cast have actually watched uh, the movie now and JJ's watched the movie. But when, this, uh, when you pulled this quote from Esquire, uh, from JJ, uh, there hadn't been any. And, and I've got the quote here. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, the final final? No, I mean, the truth is I have not even gotten to see the final product. The reaction to Star Wars, the increased attacks, the increased negativity, the fandom menace, as they call it, you know. Oh, that's brilliant. Right? (laughs) That is not unique to Star Wars, obviously. I've always loved Star Wars because it's got a huge heart. Did I always believe in and agree with every single thing that happened in every movie, whether it was the prequels or the original trilogy? No. But I do love Star Wars. So, for me... I hope, and I'm sure naively, we can return to a time where we give things a bit more latitude. Uh, So guys, what is it about this series that causes so much negativity within our culture? Is it a case of picking on the most popular franchise so you can get ahead? Or, you know, what what causes people to lash out with such anger? And I know we kind of already been talking about it a little bit, but.
1: Is it perhaps a a lack of consistency in the overall product? Hmm. I mean, look at Marvel and how almost universal people, you know, agree that they like these movies. Yeah. You know, I, what they, I'd, say, how many have they made now? 22, 23?
0: Right. And they've only had about maybe five misses. Maybe yeah. five, you know. Yeah.
1: And Star Wars is at, what, 11 movies? Mm-hmm. And people are not. Three are universally loved. loved and the rest right. are either you love them or you hate them. Right. And. If somebody disagrees with you, they're the stupidest person that's ever stupided, you know. Um, but this has been going on since 99. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. It's crazy. The amount of crap I'm seeing going on about um, this movie, yeah. Rise of Skywalker. For people
0: to, to make up fake news about test screenings that have never happened, uh, about people walking out of the theater. I mean, it's just like. What, what? What? I mean, what do you been, gain? What do you yeah, gain from
1: that? Yeah, we've been arguing about Last Jedi for two years, <laughs> yes. but it's it's not something <laughs> that's going to that, cause isn't... a rift between us, and no. it's and it's and it wasn't something I couldn't recover from the second I saw a snippet from this new movie, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like, oh, there goes all my passion and excitement, boom, right back in me, you know. Yeah.
2: But isn't that the fun of it all? Like to really have. You know, a bit of a conversation. Like, there's things that you're all, we're all gonna love, but there's things that we're not gonna love. And to have those conversations about why and you know what what stands out, and you can see new light through other people's eyes. So yes, it's, but it's interesting. Yes, but
1: you have to see the movie
2: before you can hate it, <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: not, not even you know, and not make up stories about someone well, else but, who's so, seen it. So
2: in regards to this, into re, in regards right. to this, this is just feeding it. Right. Yeah. Like this is this is pure purpose to just feed. That that hate fandom and to slow the grind down for for Star Wars, yeah. Rise of Skywalker. But right? I'm just
0: I'm, I'm waiting for the day when that movie comes out, and you know we'll see. Critically, it's doing okay. Um, fans are are enjoying it; they think it's a good ending. But then it's getting review bombed on Rotten Tomatoes. Like it's just it just blows my mind. People are just so
1: yeah negative for the sake of negativity, exactly, and attention, and whatever it exactly. is that might fuel that, because because. I dislike a lot of things Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not ashamed to say it, but you know, I will at least see something before I determine whether it Mm -hmm. sucks or not. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I might not want to see something or say it looks like it's no good, but you know, the extent that some people take this and everything, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Too much. Yeah. So we're, we're what? Thirteen, fourteen 14 days away yeah oh, man i know i want to end on a on a happy note so uh just two things really quick richard grant uh, gave his impressions of star wars the rise of skywalker did we know that richard grant was in the rise of skywalker yeah you did yeah yeah i didn't i didn't know that who is who is he I don't know. Anyways, um, he says, I've just seen Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and nothing prepares you for this. Um, he posted this video on Instagram. He said, I cheered. I shouted. I fist pumped in the air. I cried and I stood and cheered. It's absolutely everything you would hope it was going to be. I'm so proud to be in it and I can't wait for you to see it. So, I mean, that obviously, if you're in a movie, you're going to give it a good review. Yeah, right?
1: there, there's, there's rarely a time where the actor's like, let me, just, let me tell you, I saw the first cut and it <laughs> sucks. You are not going to like it. Don't go see it.
0: Yeah. But, uh, but he, seemed, he seemed really, I don't know, he seemed really happy about it. And, and the other really cool thing I wanted to mention, um, there was a petition put out online of the, uh, of this gentleman who was, uh, he's terminally ill, and they, he was given not too much more time to live that he wouldn't make it to see the movie. Uh, and this is, you know, obviously a lifelong Star Wars fan. And, uh, and so this petition made it in front of Bob Iger uh, and got all the way up there. And Bob Iger said, we're going to do everything we can. And uh, just recently, he got to watch the movie with his family at the hospital.
1: Nice. Um, it's a tradition that they do. Yeah, they've, they've done that a couple times yeah. now. For all the movies. They do. Yeah. yeah, and like even, the, you know, the movie Fanboys is kind of based yep. on that idea, exactly. right? Yeah, I think that's So It's really, it's, it's really awesome, you know. Yeah. It's so, great to see that. Good on you, Star Wars. Uh, good on you, Disney. Granting a wish like that is so easy for them to do. It's nice that, you know, yeah. they, they go ahead and do something like that.
0: Well, listen, um, I know Marvel has granted my wish of getting to see... Now, uh, Natasha Romanoff in her own movie. So let's move into trailer time.
1: It's trailer time. <laughs> All
0: right. Only two trailers uh, mattered this week, um, at least in my opinion. Um, this first trailer for Black Widow. Uh, this is directed by Kate Shortland, um, starring Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pooh or pug, or however you pronounce that name, uh, Rachel Weisz and David Harbour with uh, RDJ Rumored, apparently. Um, it's a film about Natasha Romanoff on her quests uh, between the films uh, Civil War and Infinity War. This drops May 1st, 2020. Guys, what do you think of this first trailer for
1: Black Widow, a solo Black Widow movie? I mean, it looked better than I expected, but this is the most pointless movie of all time. Oh.
0: <laughs> just in terms of like what? Where it falls in the time. She's like, dead. I don't care anymore. Yeah.
1: They should have done this between Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah. This is too late. I don't care. Uh, yeah.
0: But but if if we watch it in the plot somehow, like you know they're gonna find a way to sort of integrate it so that it's it still pushes the overall MCU. Well narrative this is gonna forward, take place right? in between Sure. I could see that. Why not? Yeah. But it's just it's just one of those things where it's like I I don't know, like to to Kevin's point, like where it's so confusing to understand how this is going to fit in the overall narrative and, and what it's going to do for us. To, yeah, it's tricky to understand at this point with just this one trailer. How is this going to fit into that overall
1: like, what is the point going to be right you know if it's just to tell a little story and then it doesn't carry us on beyond those sure what is the point i hate prequels yeah i hate them yeah i don't want to watch something when i know how it ends right and this feels like i, I we, we do know how it ends right she's going to die we've seen it so what i don't care what happened to her before mm. i would have rather seen this while the character was still alive it would have been a lot more meaningful I mean, some of the characters look fun. David Arbor looks incredible in it. I can't wait. You know? Um Yeah, David Arbor looks great. He looks awesome yeah, in it. But I fun. just again it looked better than I expected. Mm-hmm. And the action looks yeah. really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just feels pointless. So. so
2: some of the CGI I still think needs to be worked, like that ending sequence of her flying out. A little janky. A little bit yeah. the the, the de-aging
0: just... of the of that one guy at the beginning. Well yes, yeah, so I noticed yeah. that. too. Like, yeah. And I'm
2: wondering why they did that. Yeah, it
1: wasn't it, was it, wasn't, a few it wasn't years necessary. ago. It's you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah.
0: He's gotten a lot older, you guys, since the last movie. Ah, that's so um, strange. But that fight scene I thought was so cool to see how her and uh who she calls her sister, who's not really her sister, but sister in the sense that they, they grew up together, up right? Together, yeah. And they were both, you know, brainwashed together or what have you, right? But um to see them fighting with the exact same fighting styles in that moment and when her leg gets thrown through that door. I literally every single time I've watched this trailer, I'm like I'm shuddering. Like it's like, oh, it looks yeah, so like horrible. It did
2: look like it would have had to have hurt. Yeah. Um, Kevin's right. It should have been uh, greenlit a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Like the studio should have just moved forward with this in some capacity yeah. prior to the Avengers. Yeah. Um, it should have been something in between that mm-hmm. just kind of gave us a little bit more. We're talking about the idea that it needs to fit in the existing universe to help move things forward. If something happens in this movie that we will then visit in another movie or it will character uh, for sure. We've been,
0: we've been Marvel smart. We've been too conditioned to know that every movie we watch is part of a giant story. Like that's the whole, there are all these phases, right? Like this is how they do it. So it's, if they were to come out and just say, this is a one time thing that doesn't actually at all play anything into the you know the the overall story i think it's gonna be i think people are just gonna f- say this was another thor 2 this was another you know this was another one of those duds that we were talking about yeah it's
1: it's different than even those useless you know not very important sequels because it's a prequel
0: right hmm.
1: you know five or six years ten years in the main story you know earlier yeah so and where, where are these characters that were going to be introduced in this one that are going to come back? Where have they been for the last 10 years in the overall scheme of the, of the you know, the right. Marvel universe? Right. Like
0: maybe, maybe, um, maybe Florence's character um, takes over the Black Widow mantle going forward. You know, maybe that's how they yeah. they move into the next chapter. Yeah,
2: that's, that's what the rumor is.
0: Cool.
1: Well, we'll find out on May 1st, 2020. You know what, though? I don't think a lot of, I, I think this will be an underperforming Marvel movie. Yeah. I just don't think Black Widow's character was that universally loved.
0: Right. I didn't, like, I like Scarlett Johansson in some other things that I've seen her in, but I never really enjoyed her. I as... think
2: this is more about paying respect to the character, though. And yeah. Because it, it, there are fans <sighs> that are like, no, it is, but like it, it is a bit of fan service and in, 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 in
1: a certain capacity. Again, but you need fans to provide fan service. No, and I how many Black is, Widow fans are out there going? There's a ton. There's people that it, have been... The, the eight there was a movies petition. she was in yeah. already wasn't enough. There yeah. was
2: a petition yeah. that, that went around for something like that. So it's, you know... <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I know Kevin's going to be there day one with me sitting oh, I'll right next there. To me. I'll be there. I'll be there. I've yeah, never missed, a missed one. Okay.
1: To- they've got me, but I'm just not that <laughs> excited for it.
0: Well, listen, um, I think we can all be excited when there's no time to die. Uh, this new trailer, uh, the next 007 trailer, No Time to Die, um, directed by Kerry Joja Fukunaga. Um, who is also known for Beast of Notation he's also directed some True Detective yeah. um, this is starring of course Daniel Craig uh, Anna DeArmas, Rami Malek Ralph Fiennes Christoph Waltz Jeffrey Wright and LaShana Lynch um so yeah are we what do you what do you guys think about this trailer this, this it looked, looked fun i i unfortunately i'm not caught up with Yes. The so Bond that's, movies. That's
2: my first question. Are you No.
1: Yeah. Are you but versed at, in the Bond? Users? Listen, if you
0: guys gotta spoil something, it's fine. The movies no. are old enough now. It's what?
1: no, but I mean, even if I mean I'm not expecting you to go back and watch forty five years of a movie franchise. But <laughs> I would a, no, but start you start at Casino Royale. Okay. Yeah. I think I've seen that one. There's four there's I think four I saw you'd one. have to watch four movies to get caught yeah. up to watch this, but yeah. you know.
0: I saw I think I oh no, I missed Spectre. Was that the last one? Spectre? Spectre, no. I believe, was the last was one. Was Spectre the last yeah. one?
1: Mm-hmm. yes Yes, it
0: was skyfall was before just watching this trailer um first off i expected him to have a southern drawl uh so it was weird to see him (laughs) when he (laughs) starts speaking british again um uh but this looks awesome um it, it it felt like what i associate most with 007 which is the Goldeneye video game series like when they did those 007 GoldenEye, even like the N64 ones, but then like the newer ones, especially with the car and the the machine guns coming out of it. Um, maybe I'm just not a big enough GoldenEye fan. Yeah, to no, recognize. those are
1: well, those are classic right. James Bond tropes: the sure. the 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 car that's a weapon and yeah. those sort of things.
2: Yeah, i ex- I've I I can't wait to see Rami Malek in. Yeah, who's he playing?
0: Do we know who he's? Well, he's playing the villain. Right. But, but we don't he, know. His, is he Q or is he. No, no, no. What are the letters? No, no, no. Those are all good guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, I didn't realize
1: that. Okay. He's playing he's another, like he's playing another <laughs> disfigured <laughs> villain. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That seems to be the the signature of this new James Bond series. You know, I we was going to say we had, that. Yeah. Uh, what, Benicio? Yeah, and, yeah. Or was it no, Noah, Javier? Yeah, yeah. Javier Bardem. I mean, I think it looks incredible. It's almost been too long since the last one. Yeah. Because when I'm watching a trailer going. Was Ray Fines in the last one? Yes. Oh yeah, he took he it. Was, he's yeah. M. Um, yeah, and the, who and, and and was she in it? This this love interest of his? Oh yeah, she was in. Right, she yes. was Inspector. The, the and movie it's like,
0: the movie almost needs to start with like a previously on. Like it, it, it's, <laughs>
1: been, it's been four years. It's tough to sort of keep up, but, and especially when they're second or third iterations of characters already. Right. And, you know, is is
2: that due to some sort of studio thing? Because I, I noticed it. It used to. I'm I'm almost certain it used to be a Sony. Pictures
1: or Columbia Pictures. It's changed. Property. It's changed hands a and few I wonder, times. I
2: wonder. if it's suddenly if that's part of the reason why.
1: And I remember. I'm not sure if we had talked about it or, or on 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 a previous podcast um, uh, regarding Lashana Lynch. Yes. Uh, playing a double O agent and everyone thought, oh, is she going to be the new she's Bond and new everything? Bond. Yeah. What a what a waste of their time to get all <laughs> upset when she's just going to be another double O agent, right. you know? And, but and if you have a problem with that, you would, can really take a hype. But I
0: think the rumor was that she was going to take the mantle of double O seven specifically. Right. Yeah, well, but-
1: and maybe she will, but yeah. at least if we get a movie introducing the character, she looks like she's going to be a badass, you know?
0: Right. She just doesn't take over right away. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. And I mean, Daniel Craig, doesn't isn't you? I've thought he didn't want to do this anymore.
1: He's wanted to step away for a oh, few for movies a now. I think. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, but no, I really, uh, I, I really do think it looks good. The action looks incredible. The, 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 the jump off the bridge, yeah. with the rope, the motorcycle up onto the bridge, like it looks classic. It looks bond. amazing. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So classic God. <laughs> this know. guy faking it. And we can all agree, like, dope. Ass name for a Bond movie. Oh, yeah. Like that is so no old time school. To die. And, yeah. Yeah, it's traditional.
0: Fantastic. Well, I'm excited to see Daniel Craig in that movie because uh, we just saw Daniel Craig in a movie. Um, and we're actually going to talk about that in our topic of, topic of the show. All right. So for this week's topic of the show, we are going to be reviewing, uh, giving our initial thoughts of Knives Out. Um, this is written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Uh, this is a sort of a detective investigator. for those who haven't seen the trailer, but I mean, go, go watch the trailer. Uh, this stars Daniel Craig. You've got Chris Evans, Anna DeArmis, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, uh, so many amazing, wonderful, uh, actors in this film. Um, and it was a, it was a heck of a lot of fun guys. What, what are your initial thoughts of knives out?
1: Uh, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Um, I was really hoping that it was going to be as much fun as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I, 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 I was looking forward to the who done it aspect, and right to the very end, it had you guessing what was actually going on, even though interestingly enough, they sort of give you a, a few more answers than I expected. Earlier than I expected. Yes. Yeah. And we'll get it, into that with spoilers. Yes, of for course. Sure. Uh, it wasn't quite what you expected. And so the, the twists kept coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what really stood out was all the amazing performances. Even though there almost wasn't enough screen time for all of these terrific actors. Th- when they were on screen, they were stealing the show from each other in a back and forth kind of in a, a way that made the whole thing just fly by. In, in and in a, it was a lot of breezy fun. Yeah. Uh,
2: the exact sentiment it's it's very fun the cast performances were unbelievable Mm
1: -hmm. um
2: daniel craig deserves an oscar right for this uh, 100 um but the the way it was written the way you know it it kind of unfolds and and it just it made it so entertaining you were always guessing like i found Mm -hmm. myself guessing okay who who would have done it Mm -hmm. right like there's something else going on here yeah um I loved that investment. And when, when certain twists happened, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it really, it made me react. I, I couldn't believe it. So, um, man, Ryan Johnson.
0: Yeah. I mean, overall, I, it wasn't what I was expecting, actually. Like, I actually thought this was going to be more dark and dramatic and, and, like, more darker humor. There was a bit of dark humor. But um, I don't know. I just, I, yeah, it was so, I, the word that keeps coming to mind is fun. This movie is so much fun. The way they introduced the characters and the complex story so seamlessly within the first 30 minutes to the point where like at first, obviously we weren't on board with what was going on, but like within, within those first interviews, it it really started to paint the picture for where we were going. And I I thought that was so well done, so seemingly done. Um, It was beautifully shot um, and and, yeah, that consistent pace and uh, you know, it just was a great time following Detective Blanc uh, throughout this, this journey.
1: You know, hearing these characters give their um, versions of of what took place, yeah. and then every time you saw the event take place, it was a little different based on whoever's perspective it was yes. from, mm-hmm. or, and all the little details that kept changing mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, I, again, it's tough to talk about without spoilers, <laughs> but yes. just a lot of fun in terms of whoever's perspective it was, it was a different version of the story, which yeah. made that you know mystery that much trickier to solve
2: yeah and it made you more invested in finding the truth right like it it was interesting to see like even just in background elements how things differed from Mm -hmm. different scenes
0: shout out to nathan johnson uh nathan johnson the composer of the movie um because again as i said going into i thought oh this is gonna be dark it's gonna be dramatic um it's gonna be way too serious uh you know you know again the trailers sort of painted it the opposite way but i just felt like how could a movie involve this caliber of acting and not be super serious right um or, or fall into that but as soon as I you hear those first few moments of music it just like that whimsical score mm-hmm. um it was like okay i'm i'm ready for this let's go yeah. um so speaking of uh let's go we're gonna let's go right into spoilers um guys uh so it, did this turn out how you thought it was going to be did any did like, I feel like I was able to guess who it was at the end, but...
1: Yeah, I kind of had a feeling the whole time just yeah. because, you know, it it was almost like the obvious choice. It, oh, but that's too obvious, so it can't be him. Right. And then it's like, no, it has to be him because yeah. it's the obvious answer, you yeah. know?
0: But I think, um, you know, I liked what you pointed out earlier, Kevin, um, and now that we're in spoilers, just the fact that the Marta reveal um, of what happened was so early on in the movie, I was like, how... Wait, I I thought that would have been the end. Like I thought we would have found out that well, at the end.
1: And that what that's what made it sort of so unconventional is mm-hmm. that you know you get this reveal of essentially what happens halfway through, and then it's another half of the movie explaining, like almost undoing that in in yeah. a way. It was it was and crazy. that's a very
0: Ryan Johnson thing to do, right? To go against that convention, as we've seen in in his uh, seminal film, The Last Jedi. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> but um, but oh, Justin, uh, you know. Well,
2: I was definitely on the side that it's just too obvious that it would have been, you know, uh ransom that was right. behind it. Yeah. Um, I think that was just, I, I didn't want to necessarily, I was like, there's has to be another element at play here that right. is just being missed, but it, it was him. Yeah. And the way that whole monologue towards the end, that just kind of unravels everything and how it all just, Oh, Oh, it just starts fitting all the pieces. It's yeah. like, yes, it's, it's very obvious. Just the, mo- the
0: moment that he started helping her and was like, very much, like, he almost, like, really played into it of, like, like oh, oh, it is burned down. Oh, my goodness. Like, it was just, you know, it was just a little, they, they kind of showed their hand a little earlier there, I think.
1: But so what? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, okay, but if he's involved, how and why is he doing what he's doing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I did think that the end sort of did play out a little long. Yeah. But I think it was all building up to that big confession, you know. And they had to pull every single string they had and and everything. Yeah. Um, and I just loved how, you know, Daniel Craig's character knew half the truth from the second he got there, yeah. right? And it was little thing, you know, it was the the blood on the shoe, right? I'm that as even you know, I'm sitting there going, when is that coming back? The right. whole movie. Right. And Since so for they him, show it in that And one so team. for it to not be how he solves it, but for him to sort of Admit that's how he started on his path of discovery. I just thought that was a fun little twist that, you know, it was always in the back of my mind the whole time. How is that going to play? And it didn't, you know, play out how I thought it would, it would even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Daniel Craig, oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's
0: Southern draw. I
1: love watching him play a Southern character. Like, yeah. uh, he was great in another one I watched recently, a heist movie. What was that one? With Channing Tatum and uh, Adam Driver. They, uh, they robbed the uh, racetrack um logan 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 lucky yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah have you guys seen that one i haven't 100 go it. out and see it it is amazing yeah. i couldn't believe how much it's like it's like uh oceans 11 but with a bunch of uh, rednecks <laughs> it's actually awesome i almost prefer daniel craig when he's quirky he's kind of like a ray fines for me in that way like i mm. the quirkier and and more uh eccentric his character is the more I like i think he just kills at those roles um I don't even think he'll get a nom a nomination, but mm. I'd be fine with him winning the Oscar, like you, you said. Like you know, that. Like
2: you didn't. You don't think he'll get a nom? I mean,
1: I, I, I'd love for him to. Yeah. Dang. You know, I, I
2: really hope he does because he did such a great job.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's so debonair and charismatic I and also, charming.
0: I also really uh, enjoyed Tony Collette in this movie. Um, when with- d- when don't you right? Like she's so great. <laughs> Her character was, but it was such a um, it was such a big jump from the last movie she was in with her like in hereditary like just that she obviously has the ability to do that thing where she's she's so she's just such a different character in each movie um just shout out to her i just thought it was a really good performance
1: and and, and she's one of the characters i'm talking about where she didn't get a lot of screen time didn't have much to work with but every line even if it was one or two words yeah she did it with so much gusto and yeah. And and charm and, yeah. and quirkiness almost. It was yeah, she was a lot of fun.
2: I'm surprised Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't in it more. Yeah, she, she, she was is?
1: almost the she, most flat out of everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think I think one of the most important performances in the whole movie is Christopher Plummer's. Yeah. Um, just to you know, he's dead so early in the picture, mm-hmm. but we still like like this character in those couple minutes we get and then Mm. in you know seeing marta's flashbacks and everything and seeing their relationship and everything he was so great with her and
0: it was so endearing and honest like it was so like it was so uh warm you know what i mean and i i that was just such a fantastic relationship i wish we could have seen more of that actually more than anything
2: the irony of that those are the sort of things that a family would give you that yeah. she was able, that he was able to have with this one person that he could not have with his own family. Mm. You know, like those sentiments of of creating uh, a safe safe place for for people. Right. Uh, I, I think he was noticing the toxic relations and you know. The well, yeah, but even still. even
1: in those interactions with his other family, where yeah. he is like essentially the bad guy in their perspective. Yeah, He's still not that typical patriarch of the family where he's ruthless and, and heartless. And everything he's doing is for the right cause. And you like you support every one of his decisions yeah. throughout the movie. And yeah. and he never does it in a ruthless or, but you, or mean right. way. Right. You slowly
0: uncover how terrible all these people They're are around a him. They're sh- just
1: a crappy family. Which
0: <laughs> gives that payoff for when he says, I'm giving it all to Marta. It's just you're so on board with that decision. Yeah.
2: Well, and also it kind of makes you understand why he did decide to take his uh, life. Well, uh, so
0: that's that's interesting. So the idea that he did end his own life overall, I mean, is, is but that, like he
2: he would have known he knew what but, what was going to happen. But that's, that but that's happen.
1: the tragic reveal is that he wouldn't have died. Right. You know? Right, I, like but that's such a. That was such, he, so, he so tragic. he took his own life to protect her. To protect her, yeah. obviously, yeah. Yeah. right,
2: and to also he knew that his everything that he had put in order to yeah. go towards her had already been done. So if it happened, it was going to the right. It was it's already been taken care of? But he do you think,
0: die now. But do you think like he? Do you think like it was like? I'm trying to think about the timeline there. Do you think it was like 11 minutes in, 12 minutes in? He's like, I'm not dead yet, but I still want Marta to have it. So here I go.
1: No, but I think he was counting the seconds in his head. And yeah. he's like, you need to do this, this, and this. And, you know, and I have this much time, right? Right. Like, okay,
0: oh, yeah, Because yeah, she did she did see him actually slit his throat. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right.
1: Yeah, that's how she got the blood on her shoe. And, right. And then she does all those other things after, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like she had to... Run out to the car, hide the car, run back in, come up the house you know what I mean She was yeah. able to do those things after he died, and that's how they were able to establish a timeline mm-hmm.
0: and then uh michael shannon character shannon's character Walt with the with the cane yeah. you know walking around and and it's so it was so interesting to see uh you again you kind of mentioned it or uh one one of you guys mentioned it like stealing Kevin I think car- stealing moments from each other um and you very much saw like his performance and all their all their performance like the before and the after. And I liked how this movie very much had that aspect to it of like you know how kind and nice they are to Marta throughout all the way up to the point where they find out <laughs> they're not getting anything and then how quickly they turn and and so insidiously, yeah. you know, he shows up with those those papers and and he's, you know, he's like threatening her. Uh, so heavily it's
1: interesting you bring him up because I actually found him to be the least repulsive of like Walt was the least repulsive of the family yeah until, until the scene where he's creeping up on oh her in the hallway and it's just like oh what is he gonna do right I thought now? he was
2: gonna beat her with that yeah. cane you know yeah um shout out to uh Frank Oz being the lawyer in... Uh, yeah, I, didn't, that I did not thoughts, realize... His, that, I didn't realize that, that. The was voice of Yoda. His, yeah. his scenes, and you could you could imagine how they must have met,
1: right? That, but he that, was great. Oh, I guess so that he, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He brought a lot of, um, like... Charm and whimsy to his, you know, he, okay, he, yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. you know when he's getting fed up with their That's questions he like, he and everything. Was so, and the uh, right and then the uh, Trooper inter- Wagner, yeah, Trooper Wagner, yeah, he uh, was awesome yeah. throughout it. His he was his, the his, audience, like, he, yes, yeah, yes, he was, yeah. Yeah. he was yeah. the yeah. audience, A big totally. fan of the, the everything yeah. going yeah. on. Yeah. He loved yeah. all the. I can't believe I'm here watching this. Essentially, yeah, I
0: expected them to like pan over and he's just doing the popcorn meme where he's just eating the popcorn, watching what's going on in front. That was
2: that was such a brilliant cut and such a good joke, and I. When he's like, he's like, oh no, she'll be fine. She's an influence. Have you seen her, Graham? Yeah. She's an influence. I thought both of them did a
0: really good job. Like also, yeah. um, Lakeith Stanfield as Lieutenant Elliot. I'm only familiar
1: um, with him uh, from his small little role in Get Out. Actually, yeah, yeah, but, yes. uh, yeah.
0: But but in uh, I think that moment, and we both kind of had a huge chuckle in the theater, Justin and I, uh, with uh, that was the dumbest car
2: chase of all time because <laughs> <laughs> it literally was, it was the dumbest terrible. car. Yeah. It looked it looked bad. I, that yeah. was probably the one thing. I don't know if that was like for that call out to happen at the yeah. end, cause I was watching it. I'm like, this isn't a very good car chase. Yeah. And then it got to the end <laughs> and the guy's like, that is the dumbest car I chase. Think yeah. That's <laughs> almost the point. I that guess. is what
1: somebody in a crappy little car that can't go yeah. more than 50 miles an hour would do in a car chase. Right. You know? yeah. And, and you, you know, Daniel um,
0: Blanc even, even references it. Like you asked her, you asked Marta to drive or whatever. Right. right. Um, and then uh, just, yeah, like the, the, especially when the cops get stopped by that small plank of wood, It's just like, really? Like, just a small plank of wood falls on the car, and they're, like, if this was any other movie, they'd be, like,
1: blasting through that, right? I think that's one of the most brilliant things of the movie is Uh, just it never went too long without a fun little joke. Yeah, And even if it was subtle and in the background, there was Uh. always something going on to make it, like, when the dog brings over the broken piece of wood and and there's Daniel Craig investigating and you just see her huck it away. You know what I mean? Like those little things were awesome.
2: But it's so cool because like those moments kind of shows how, because the whole sentiment is that she's a very nice person. This is why she gets, she's, She's getting all of this. She can't right? even lie without throwing up. Exactly. So she's she's the most honest person. She's literally the most honest person because yeah. of that, right? Yeah. And she start to see her kind of start trying to break that, you know, and try to be the bad
1: person because she's trying to hide what she did. But it's almost like she's trying to protect Christopher Plummer, like, the sacrifice he made for her it was such a huge yes. thing that she needed to Absolutely. protect that lie, well, you know? It, for or, sure.
2: But the fact that she's going to such limits of, like, like throwing it, not,
1: like, I'm not, you know, I'm not hiding it. Or miss, or like, accidentally tracing over her steps in the mud. Yes, like, exactly. oh, what? What? I exactly. didn't hear you? Like, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Those little things that are, like, they're not really morally, like, they're you would do that, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, like,
0: the moment when they, they go see that security guard, which, by the way, um, M. Emmett Walsh, uh, is the security guard does he just play the old man in every single movie?
1: Yeah, he has for about 60 years, I <laughs> right? think. Yeah, like,
0: what? he was looking pretty old in this yeah. one, I will say that. Um, but yeah, no, the moment where she switches the, those tapes out, I, you called it like I love. I loved seeing each and every one of those she
2: was moments. Going into, she was she was getting into like yeah. this idea of like she was in a mystery, you know.
1: And she t- obviously her- spent so much time with Christopher Plummer's yeah. character yeah. that yeah. she could think like him almost, yeah. right? Yeah, she was right. thinking see, on her feet.
0: You and- see that moment just prior to that where she's sort of she's shaking her leg, she's sitting with her mom watching the TV, and then you just sort of slowly zooms in on her foot. But like in her face in that moment, it's almost like it's go time. Like, I have to do this, Yes. you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Um, cool. Well, guys, listen, maybe we just say, like, what was our what was what, like one of our favorite things uh, that we loved about this? And maybe one thing that we thought could have could have been better or something that we maybe didn't enjoy about Knives Out.
2: Well, I don't know. Like, I, I was going to say the car chase scene was probably something I didn't like. But uh, you guys have kind of made me see it in a different light because it kind of fits. Like, it's yeah. this whole idea that she's kind of wrapped in this. Story and and you as an audience member are expecting it. I love the call out too and the car mm-hmm. chase thing. Okay, here we go, baby driver. Right, yeah, they, like, was, yeah. because as soon as that shot happened, I, I my mind said baby driver, and then the yeah. fact that he said he was obviously doing that as a testament to Edgar Wright because yeah. they're friends. Yeah, right. So,
1: uh, but I, but I don't think the scene would work if all of a sudden she was right baby driver exactly and, you know, driving backwards through alleys exactly. And stuff so it's like this that. it's this this like, was this normal person driving a crappy car yeah. and trying to get away especially and, ham, can, you and know?
2: totally hamming it up right yeah. like it's just it was it was uh it, it actually makes sense now to yeah. me so i was going to say that but uh, i think one of my favorite things is you know a- apart from the performances um i think the the overall just the focus of the story yeah uh, ryan johnson has an unbelievable talent to like really focus the house itself was yeah. a character. It was a central piece that everything focused on. And yeah. the characters that we interacted with and saw, we saw through the di- dimension of that house. Or, yeah. right? like, I think
0: my, my favorite um, my favorite aspect of the of the movie was just the the meta of the fact that we're watching a movie about a guy, a mystery story about a guy who writes mystery stories. I honestly
2: thought he was still going to be alive.
0: And he wrote the whole movie and then he just says, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. <laughs> it's like in the theater or something, you know? Like... I, I just I like how much that that worked. And I also like that they weren't afraid to call those things out, like whether it be through the Trooper Wagner character or even the other detective uh, who was like, uh, the guy lives in a freaking clue board or whatever he says. right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, I just I love those moments um, in, in that in that way. Uh, I, thought, I thought the only thing that, that I'm not sure of about this film is I'm just interested to see. After I've seen it for a second time, if I'm going to be able to enjoy it a third, fourth, or fifth time, and I know that's not necessarily what. Well, does that make a good movie? But but you know, for me, um, usually I, I would count like some of my favorite movies are the ones that I wanted to go right back in the theater and rewatch, and this was one of them. Um, but I just don't know if it's something that I could watch a third or fourth time. Maybe maybe give it a bunch of give a lot of time later. Maybe yeah.
2: Watchability is important, right? But I, to, to your point, this this story has a very like it's in an experience. Yeah. Now that you've already experienced the story, it's always going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Right. It's the same. Yeah. To, it would be the same to say about like I'm, how many times have you watched Star Wars? Right. right.
0: Hopefully, there's enough depth in there that maybe there are some things that maybe I wouldn't notice even on sure. the second or third viewing. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. I I think um, the the only other thing I wanted to say really quick, my favorite, absolute favorite thing from this movie had to have been the bookmark. Uh, the visual bookmark, and I, it was the first thing that I I shouted at Justin as we were leaving the theater. He's like, don't talk about the movie. And I'm like, but the bookmark, <laughs> um, the visual bookmark of the mug at the very beginning of the movie, she puts that mug down on that tray, and then at the very end of the movie... You see uh, Marta with that mug. And it's just this really cool. And not only that, but she's
1: holding it in such a way that it just says, my house. Right? Like, you know, as as the ultimate FU to them (laughs) as they're standing there out in the cold with nothing. Absolutely.
0: Kevin, was there anything that you didn't enjoy about this movie? Uh, I
1: I think I brought it up briefly earlier. And I I won't beleaguer the point too much. But I do think that final scene, like, we got it. Yeah. we knew what happened we knew what the, the characters did and how we were and, and i understand that it was all about that build to where they could get them to confess the actual murder and, yeah um i just thought it, it was maybe a bit like okie dokie we get it you mm-hmm. know so again just a little long um but i loved how everything kept coming back so you mentioned the mug mm-hmm. i love how they set up and I don't even know if they did it. They, I don't think they did it visually, but they mm. mention, I think Christopher Plummer mentions really early about the prop knife. Yes. You know, and then that comes into play so much at yep. the end where you're so thinking, good. you know, you see, oh, no. Oh, okay. He you know, up, and I, oh, You know, and he's twinky, twinky, twinky. Right. <laughs> so then they take this super serious mo- moment and put another joke in. Like so I just, good. it was fast paced. It was really well paced, I think. And, yeah. and just really fun. Yeah, it was really, really fun. Uh, it's my favorite movie of the year so far. Yeah, I agreed. really, really hope that changes in fourteen days. I do too. Um, but so far, definitely my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, cool. I would,
2: I, I would second that. Yeah. After seeing it, uh, we haven't seen Jojo, but mm. like, yes, that's, that's true, r- Ooh, right? Like yeah. I, I, that. These were the two movies I really wanted to see this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so seeing Knives Out and seeing what it actually was, it lived up to all my expectations yeah. and then some
0: and maybe maybe for uh, a new year's episode we'll maybe uh, recount favorite movie of the year or, or oh i think we right?
1: i think we've got to do something in early february late january as yeah. we're leading up to the oscars and, and sort of recount sure. our favorite movies yeah and, and whatnot right for sure cool
0: um out of five guys uh let's give our final review scores of knives out Uh,
1: I guess we give it uh, four prop. I'm gonna give it four point three prop knives out of five. There you go.
2: I'll give it a solid four point nine. Wow, out
0: of five, out of five. You love this movie. I went,
2: guys. I just went point though. I went on a point. I always do clean numbers. It's
0: true. I'm gonna do a clean number. I'm gonna go with four. I we ain't expecting a four out of five prop knives. Um, I came out with a four point five out of five prop knives i just i thought it was such a fantastic movie um and i yeah i can't i just i want i want ryan johnson to make more movies you know just in general whether they're star wars or not cool well guys that is our review of knives out um if you if you're still listening now and you haven't seen the movie uh well sorry Um, You shouldn't do that. Uh, But (laughs) um, if you if you know, if you uh, have got a chance to watch it, uh, write into us. Let us know what you think of Knives Out. Um, Where can they write in again, Justin? Uh,
2: They can reach us at uh, wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric (laughs) at gmail.com.
0: Got it. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, folks, for those who have been keeping up with our Mando in review, we're going to move right into Watch Club. All right, so this is Watch Club. Uh, for those who've been keeping up, we have been kind of keeping track and reviewing every episode of The Mandalorian, season one so far. And uh, this episode, episode four, Sanctuary, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, guys, what are your initial thoughts on episode four of The Mandalorian? What
2: did you guys think? I liked it. I, I think that there were some good qualities. To, it's, it's so hard because... Again, I feel like this is this is the thing that I keep coming back to. It's hard to review this stuff without knowing the full story, right? Like, it's right. gonna be interesting to go back and like review the entire the entire season mm-hmm. and like as one whole sort of element. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought this the acting by Gina um, Gina, uh, Gina Corano Corano it was okay. Her action scenes were fantastic. I yeah. just I wasn't. I don't think her acting was very good. Yeah, yeah
1: but have, like. Have you ever seen Ronda Rousey act? Yeah. Give Gina the Oscar. Yeah, Yeah, I'd agree with you there. You know, and and she brings that legit toughness. You buy it from the second she's on screen that she's this badass character. So a friend of mine
0: mentioned to me like she she felt like the kind of character that like the character was designed for her. You know what I mean? Like looking at the concept Mm -hmm. art at the end of the episode. um, I mean, overall, I think this episode had, like you said, Justin, some great elements. Uh, It felt like too much was squished into too little time. Yeah, you know, it re- it reminded me of the worst parts of season one and two of Clone Wars, very monster of the week. Um, but I don't know, guys. What are, like, I, I, I don't this, think
1: this—it felt like an episode of Star Trek to me. Yeah, okay. yeah. even the way it very was TV. shot and it was very TV. It was it, it's it's my least favorite in terms of. You know, it, the cinematic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just quality and everything like that.
2: I totally agree, though, Ke- uh, with you, Nate, that the mm-hmm. there was too much crammed into it. Yeah. Like, when they got to the breakdown scene or the montage scene of them doing, like, training. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I get that
0: this is it, what it was trying to do, but it could have been two episodes. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that it was, I know we only have eight episodes entirely, but to really hammer in on what they wanted to establish with what they were trying to do these elements of it. Okay. What, but it what elements matter.
1: are you guys talking about exactly? In terms of saying sure. it didn't, it didn't pan out, but what was rushed or what was
0: his relationship with any of the other characters? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like his, his, his uh, conversation and dialogue with, with Gina Carano's character was just a little too fast. It did what it needed to do, but I don't think it did it very elo- eloquently or eloquently. Yeah. Um, and same with like the, the villager, right? I don't even remember her name. Uh, her daughter's name is Winta, I think. But but like again, it's just like there could have been a little bit more put into there. Um,
2: it was very rushed. So if they if they were supposed to impact him, yes. as as the Mandalorian, to impact his life, that that felt very condensed. I agree. Yeah. You could have done done a two two episode arc. Yeah. To, like they land there, they start to kind of meld in, and then they see like let's say. Uh, that there's a threat, and Mm -hmm. then they get into the next episode where they're helping them out, and then they move on. And it
0: all could have still been self-contained within those two episodes of, like, this doesn't have any other impact on the story, but at least it would have... I felt like it would have had more impact on him as a character going forward if we had more time with these characters.
1: But I don't think we're ever going to see these characters... Not Gina Carano, not... um, What's her name? uh, Uh, Cara Dune. We'll see her again. Yes, definitely. We'll never see these other characters again. Yeah. So... You know, why wait? I think the, the point wasn't to establish his relationship with this character. It was to give a bit more insight on our character, the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And we learn a bit more about his commitment to, you know, the helmet and everything that it stands we, for. We learned that he's not a Mandalorian. You know? At all. Not at all. Yeah.
0: You know, especially he says, like, the Mandalorians took me in. You know, I don't think someone who is a Mandalorian would say that.
1: But... Isn't he a Mandalorian at the end of the well, day? Well, so this
0: is the thing, and then the other thing that kind of got me stoked about that moment uh, in the show. There were a few things that got me stoked about uh, this episode, but um, but that moment where he does he does kind of make that reveal. I, I thought back to when he was um, telling them to keep the extra Beskar armor. He was telling the armor to keep it for the Foundlings, not for the other, not for the kids, not for the children, the Foundlings. Which means that at this point, I feel like this society, this culture is is just that it's a culture or a religion, it's a belief system. It's not by blood.
1: Yeah, no. it's not a race, it's not a race it's, a, exactly. it's a, yeah yeah
2: i I think that um, that plays a lot into already existing things within the Star Wars universe with Jedis and stuff yeah. like that. like just a a belief system or a race that's just is building based on other other. Sure.
0: Kind, right? Even narratively, they've been opening it up where anyone can sense the force, right? Yeah, They're like not the, just for sensibility.
2: Yeah, it's becoming a lot more right? you know, aware.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I did like the, be- like the beginning moment with uh, it felt like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like you see, you open up on this peaceful village and then it's like bum, 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 bum. but again, it
1: didn't it, it, for me, it, it was cheesy. Yeah. It was more like an episode of Xena mm. or Hercules oh, wow. than it was. Like, I don't think Bryce Dallas Howard was the right director for this episode. Mm. Go look at her directing experience. Yeah. I don't think she's ever directed an action scene. Mm. And now you're getting her to do this big budget TV action scene. And yeah. it just came off flat and cheesy, like, yeah. the whole time. Mm. Yeah, You know, the training montage was so, yeah. like, 80s yeah. crappy montage. Yeah. Like Yeah this did not have the quality and aesthetic and everything that the previous three episodes had. Yeah. But damn it. If I didn't feel more of a relationship to the man, like to the character of the Mandalorian. Yeah. And damn it. If they don't make this friggin' baby Yoda cuter by the episode, (laughs) like it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you,
2: you, you, you totally good read on that. Like, I, I agree with you. You, you just made it clear. Like, those those scenes were the scenes that I had problems with. And you're right, like, the character piece parts that she was able to focus on, like the dialogue, those felt a little bit more uh, things that I, I took away from it. But those action scenes and, like, you know, th- that training sequence, I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> As a Star
0: Wars fan, I think the two biggest fan moments of the episode uh, had to be the introduction of a live-action LothCat or Loaf Cat. Uh, which is that weird big faced cat that the, that they see when they go into that lodge? Um, that's from Star Wars Rebels. Uh, it's from the planet of Lethal, which is what um, Ezra Bridger is from, uh, the main character. And it was just like seeing that happen, and then knowing that we're going to go to Galaxy's Edge, and there's going to be a live action loft cat there breathing. Like I was like, ah, it's so cool that they're 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 opening it up, they're expanding it so much more. Um, not to go too far on that, but a buddy of mine was telling me that all the lightsaber parts that are in um, the in Jedi Fallen Order are actually going to be at Galaxy's Edge. Yes. Uh, which is super cool and uh and and stoked for that. Um I also uh thought the other cool moment, which was very I guess Bryce Dallas Howard didn't really have anything to do with the writing or directing of Jurassic Park, but that ATST, that modded ATST with the red eyes, right? Coming through Just the forest. Coming through the forest, it's was, initial, it was like yeah, cool. Yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure.
1: That was cool. <laughs> and
0: I was like, you know. They really do travel in hurt. well, not really
1: but <laughs> <laughs> No, I thought that was re- I thought that was well done. Of yes. all the action stuff, that was the you know, the coolest part of it was yeah. a, that emergence shoots him in the eye. We've never then... really seen one like that, you know. Yeah. You know, you watch Return of the Jedi and they're a bit goofy, especially yeah. when they're slipping on logs and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so this was this made it menacing and scary and badass to be at night and with the red eyes, like you it said. It also like
0: makes the it legitimizes the uh the ewoks. In terms of their fighting capabilities, you know what I mean. Like the fact that they were like those things took out how many of these ATST walkers, and like you know these these people couldn't deal with one. You
1: know, very true, very true. Um, I almost think it would have worked better if it was like one guy with yeah. a stolen ATST, and he was a menace to this town, right. and he'd come in and steal something from them and leave and that was his protection like this other army that turned out to be absolutely useless and not kill a single person yeah and, that's true and, and add the to the sort of cl- action like yeah. you know they I think if they had focused just on that ATSD it would have been maybe a, a bit more effective
2: yeah i i think i, I think you, you you still have it it's still in my head it was campy the episode was very campy yeah and i don't know if that really worked as an episode four after seeing such, you know, as you were saying, like cinematic, you know, just really good storytelling and like the I just really
1: don't want this to become a thing where he goes to a new planet every week right. and has to solve a problem so, and then that's kind of, one.
2: That kind of goes back to what you were saying, because yeah. like it, it does it does feel like Clone Wars or, or Rebels mm-hmm. in the in the capacity that it's not a monster of the week, it's like the task of the week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the thing that you're gonna do this week, right? It's like very, maybe the yeah. next episode is gonna be playing more into the the actual narrative arc, and then you know, maybe another one, and then you will go back to like the this task episode. You know what I mean? I think there's, there's this weird, I, I could see that being the, the balance the trajectory,
0: right? Like, it's like you've got an aunt, like a story driving episode, a filler. A story driving, a filler. Yeah. The next episode's gonna yeah. be a story driving. I just, episode. I just maybe I just the takeaway TT one is gonna
1: be. I just want it to be more of an, yeah. a, a, an expanding story arc rather than a show that's about a bounty hunter and a baby, mm-hmm. and they solve a problem every week. Yeah. And that's Like if it if it becomes formulaic like that, it is gonna lose its charm and its appeal and what what's making it work so far. I,
2: I really hope that doesn't happen, but I, I I'm, I'm hoping it just goes on the basis of like this was just not a very well thought out episode Yeah, uh, for one time sort of deal.
1: While it was one of the almost slower episodes of the seasons also got some more. Uh, mo- that like was the more, most action though. For sure. Yeah, yeah. That
2: was the most action it, that was, it, well, but it, was, it didn't great. feel like
1: an action packed exactly. episode because the action wasn't very good. Okay, so yeah.
0: I guess my, my only question then kind of moving into it um, or one thing really quick, we did figure out that the tracking fobs are, uh, are tracking baby Yoda, right? So, um they now are tracking
1: how are they tracking well i mean that's how that's how our mando found him in the first episode i'm assuming we've we still haven't we still we don't know what the the technology is that makes it work right yeah if there's a chip implanted
0: blood but did they do something to baby yoda while they had him that was able to make it easier for them to track him or or what have you um with only four episodes left though you know how is this show gonna go from baby yoda and the dadalorian uh to focus more on our main mando character like I've kind of got a hot take, but I think Yoda is only going to be in this first season. And they would be. Gonna, I know
1: the, the show's over if if they lose him. <laughs> I know. Like if, and if that's not, the plan so die. far, they have to change their mind. No, because I was like, he's not actually going to leave him on this planet. Right. No, 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 no. Somebody's going to come along, try yeah. and kill him, and he's going to have to save him. And yeah. you know. And sure enough, that's literally what happened. But like, but just know. how do
0: we? Like, how many more cute moments of Baby Yoda? You know, pressing a little button on a ship. Like I love that. It was hilarious. You almost have to but evolve the character a do?
1: little bit. So maybe he uses the force more. Maybe he talks a little. Does he force age forward?
0: though, so that he can be more of a
1: character? Like, well, I mean, he's already fifty. When's he going to learn how to talk? You know, exactly. Yeah.
0: That's what I'm saying. So it's like, how do you like? Do we do a big time jump between this episode and then, or this season and the next season? That'd be cool, right? Uh, I don't know. What maybe that's your, what you do. Let's give our maybe our overall. Uh, review or our overall uh, our overall score here. What uh, what do you guys think? I think we should go baskets of krill. That's what they were.
1: This was a solid six basket six baskets of krill out of ten. So your
0: least favorite? Yes. Okay.
1: Six. Yeah. I would go six.
0: Six baskets of krill. Um, yeah, it's like I really enjoyed the overall Western tropes of the series so far um, because Star Wars is meant to be a Western in space, but this one may have overdone it for me. So um, overall, I give it. Seven point five baskets of krill out of ten. I, I I liked that it was Clone Wars-y, and I hated that it was Clone Wars-y at the same time.
1: We're two days away from the next one and I can't wait. Yeah. Um. Stopped. But but that was a bit of a a bit of a letdown after the first. Three. Next one
0: is uh, directed by Dave Filoni, uh, which is really cool, and that's his first of the season, right? I believe yeah, or, and I yeah. believe no, it's did, like did, he, did he do the first, first one? one? Okay. Yeah. So, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. Okay. Cool. But it'll be kind of cool to see him back in the in the reins there and see what he you know what his live action chops are so guys that was watch club um again make sure you email us uh wearegeekcentric at gmail.com to give us your thoughts on the mandalorian um and you know let us know what you what you think maybe maybe we can actually see if we can get some comments (laughs) for next week's episode somebody actually has to write in um and, and maybe we'll hear about that um but uh guys that's it for this episode uh this was Quite a, quite a long one. Thank you for sticking with us if you've stuck with us all the way to now. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Uh, we are Geekcentric and you can be too, which means you can also check us out on YouTube at youtube.com Geekcentric. Follow us on Twitter at GeekcentricYT and follow us on Instagram at WeAreGeekcentric. Justin, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me for today's Who Donut-filled episode. Uh, and as we say, love ya.
1: Did I miss the donuts? Uh, Get home safe.
0: (laughs) Peace.